adventure seekers, welcome. Jedi, ninja, and wizards tolerated. I'm your host, Ran Law, and coming up next is today's quote. Most bad government has grown out of too much government. Thomas Jefferson. My email is rand at rand-lawrence and my webpage www.rand-lawrence.com. Coming up next, AJNW News. Today's top story is Adventure Stories. The Hobbit was voted as one of the all-time greatest adventure stories ever written. Along with this was the book Dune out of the Dune series. Also listed was the original Star Trek television show with all of its variations in the cinema. Of course, you can't talk Star Trek without discussing Captain Kirk. And Captain Kirk was the quintessential arch-type adventure hero in charge of a ship. As evidence of this, you can look at Galaxy Quest, a tongue-in-cheek tribute to Star Trek. But for my money, Firefly is probably the greatest modern adventure story out on the market today. Coming up next, AJNW weather. We are experiencing an unexpected cold front, followed closely by mugginess, heat wave, and a drought, but not before the torrential rain sets in. AJNW traffic is coming up after this word from our sponsor. Oh yes, and did I fail to mention, you are my sponsors. Thank you very much. And a special thanks goes out to Derek Chen, Tyson Ray, and Ben West. Never have so few been responsible for inflicting so much trouble upon the podcast airways. And now it's time for AJNW Traffic Report. There's no movement on the tractor front today. All of the fields are too wet and most of the tractors are sunk up to their axles. Coming up next, AJNW Sports. Today's sports highlight is a tug-of-war and a great big mud puddle. Because of safety concerns, the winner cannot be announced, but I will mention that my wife is covered with mud and not as pleased as you would think. We now pause for an old man standing on his porch, shaking his fists, screaming, Get off my lawn! And now, back to AJNW, Human Interest Story of the Day. It's been a request for... My cartoons to be featured in some of the podcast art. So beginning next week, we will test out this new feature. Make sure you let me know what you think of the cartoons and the podcast. You can use my email or if you come to my anchor.com page, you can leave a one minute message that can be aired on the program. Okay, as you can probably tell, we fly by the seat of the pants here at Adventure Seekers. Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. And there's a reason for that. What it is, we don't exactly know. But I've noticed in my martial art training and practice, especially out on the street, nothing infuriates someone who's trying to kill you as you standing there telling them jokes and apologizing to them during the conflict. While we take our martial art training seriously, I have found that a shift in our attitude changes our perspective immensely. Of course, there are times where emotions crop up, but our job as martial artists is to help free yourself from tunnel vision and tunnel thinking, and sometimes humor is a good way to do it. I believe all of my readers will verify that 
This is something I reflect in my Mystic Dreamwalker series storyline, even as the characters are caught up in the midst of these types of situations. Of course, there is always hurt, anger, sadness, and frustration to contend with, but even when the characters are depressed, especially when they're depressed, they use humor to try to pull themselves up out of it. Coming up next, Q&A with Sensei. When I caught up to Sensei, the first thing he mentioned to me was, failing is the first step toward mastery. I, of course, thanked him and said hello. He then pointed out that he said that to me as encouragement as he saw that I had taken many great strides toward mastery. I felt as if I had been slapped in the face and patted on the back at the same time. It was at this time that Sensei told me that he had dedicated a haiku in my honor. So coming up next is a haiku entitled Meditation Failure by Sensei. Everyday Failure, where noisy meditation complements the meal. Coming up next, Messages. To answer a few questions, yes, there are new books in the works. The Tokushi Kempo Handbook is scheduled for release later this summer. Also, Protecting Tao, Book 1 and 2, are already in editing. It is no longer a rumor. The final book, which marks the close of Xander Davidson's adventures, has begun. It has a working title of The White Castle. Now for a preview of Conversations with the Sage by Rand Law. Dedication to the Dreamer Within Us All. Chapter 1. The Old Farm. Two shadowy figures spoke to each other in hushed tones in the gray hours before sunrise. The thrust of the conversation was concerning how the young boy would perceive their esoteric tutelage. It was decided to continue on with their nightly visitation as the boy would probably only believe that he had been dreaming, although both men noticed that the boy was becoming more aware, even though their teachings were partially entwined with his dreams. The old country road leading to the farm had been filled with potholes, most of which had been patched recently. They were filled with a strong-smelling black asphalt that turned the newly filled holes in the county road into gigantic speed bumps. The lane to the old farm was five miles off the main highway. It was right after the county road made a 90-degree turn eastward. This dirt lane meandered off toward the woods and a creek that you could just make out from the elbow of the curve. The dirt lane was pocked with dried up mud holes as it angled its way through the woods. The overhanging trees made a cave-like darkness as you approached the narrow, rickety old wooden bridge. The bridge itself served as a barrier against unwanted visitors. The bridge had been built back in the days of the old horse-drawn carriages, when wagons and horses were in common use. At one time, it must have seemed to be plenty wide. After all, a team of horses pulled carts would have an abundance of room on each side of the bridge, even if it had rails, which it did not. The fact that it had no railing allowed the old Volkswagen van to cross without scraping its sides on the bridge. When the old Volkswagen van Across the bridge, it appeared from the inside as if it was hovering over the creek. Young Xander would careen around in his car seat in magical raptor every time they crossed the bridge. Xander Davidson got his name from a combination of his mother's great-grandfather, Xavier Davidson, and her grandfather, 
Alexander Davidson. She had told him since he was a baby that the meaning of names were important as they shaped who you are to become. Xander's mother was a tall, slender young woman with shoulder-length light brown hair. Everyone said that her son looked like a little male version of her. Xander's mother was not from this area, but this was a region that her mother had grown up in and she had moved away from before Xander's mother was born. Xander never knew why his grandparents had left or what had become of them. They were never mentioned, but he figured it must have been something bad. Another thing that Xander remembered about his mother was that she never spoke about his father either. His mother's name was Annie Davidson, and she often quoted Harriet Tubman's thoughts on having a dream. She would daily tell him, Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars, to change the world. Her brown eyes had a depth to them that revealed wisdom beyond her years. He also remembered that her hands were strong and they showed signs of hard use from farm labor. Anne and her son Xander, who had been a toddler at the time that they had come to the farm, loved living in the country. They had moved here while her grandparents were still yet alive. Both Alexander and Ruby Davidson loved music and they imparted their love of music to their great-grandson, Xander. They began teaching him to play the ukulele while he was still learning to walk. Then four years after they had moved in, her grandfather, Alexander, passed and her grandmother, Ruby Davidson, joined him in the spring of the next year. It wasn't too many years before this that Xander began having dreams or conversations with a man who would come to talk to him at night. These visits during the night were from a kind Asian man who would tell him fables that had insights into life situations wrapped up in the stories. Sometimes the kind man would remind him where his family members misplaced objects, like their keys. This made Xander very popular in the household, as he could find anything that was lost, it seemed. Eventually, he began having a special dream that would happen at least once a month at first. Then over time, it began to crop up almost weekly. Not just dreams, but one dream in particular that was repeated often several times in one single night. Xander used to talk about it to his mother, but eventually he would just mention he had his dream. In this dream, he was handed a scroll from someone, face unseen, dressed in robes. The scroll was not legible to him. His mother had reassured him that when the time was right, he would understand what the dream was about. Everyone realized Xander was different, and his difference was special to those who appreciated the deviation from the normal routine of life. Even as a small child, he knew that his interests and points of view did not fit in with the other children. The kids at the parish never seemed interested in playing with him, even when he went to church, which was rare. The nuns did not like his questions, and they said he was a bit different. For example, when he was not reading, he was generally strumming on his constant companion, the ukulele. It was plain to them that his mother had filled his head's with strange beliefs. It was good that he seemed content to be alone. Xander was always reading, even before school, and listening to adult conversations. Often he would point out solutions to the adults' problems that seemed obvious to him, but initially put many of the adults off. A few years down the road, Annie met a local boy back from the war, and they fell in love. 
His name was Bob Jones, and he looked like a hippie with his long hair and beard, or so said the majority of the local farmers. Most of them would never have suspected that he had been in the Special Forces. Most drivers visiting the farm stopped at the bridge and walked the quarter-mile dusty lane to the old farmhouse rather than driving across it. Sometimes, people on official business would drive across it the first time they arrived at the farm. However, on any return visits, they generally decided to park on the side of the lane under the shade of the overhanging trees and walk the distance. This was even true of the sheriff's department. Xander remembered when he was eight years old, almost nine, and the sheriff came out to tell him and his stepdad about the accident. It had happened at the railroad crossing in town. His mother had gone into town to get ice cream. It was the last time Xander ever asked for ice cream. In subsequent summers, even when it was very hot, he would have popsicles. But he never ate ice cream until he became a teen, and even then, each bite reminded him of his mother. After his mother passed, his dreams continued with more frequency. It was safe to say that Xander and his stepdad Bob took the news hard. Bob wasn't into all the mystical, creative mumbo-jumbo Annie talked about. He thought Xander's dreams were just a coping mechanism, but Bob never could explain or understand how the boy knew about things from his life, things he had never told anyone. He had always thought that the boy was special and that he was intuitive like his mother. She had almost seemed to be able to read minds. It was at this time Xander first was able to make out the words of the scroll from his dream. The past. Do memories linger after the last breath? Few there are who remember death. Naked came and without possessions left. Dreams of tomorrow. A victim of time's theft. Whispered secrets. Memories of times before, visions of brightness, of a life review, hidden knowledge beyond the external door, special favor God reveals to a privileged few, faint memories influence me today, distant dreams that never go away, present wonder of a recent day I died, a vast journey with all knowledge at my side. And stay tuned for next week when we continue on with the introduction of Conversation with the Sage. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced in some way by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge over power. Tokushikimpo. Keep following your dreams.